Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian and nutritionist. On our episode today, I wanted to talk about this idea of how the relationship that you have with yourself is one of the most important relationships that you will ever have. And I want to talk about that in the context of how it impacts your health, wellness, and self-care goals, and really kind of how it may hinder, like depending on where you are with the relationship that you have with yourself and how you perceive yourself, that's going to have some kind of impact positively or negatively when it comes to creating and achieving the goals that you desire. For the backstory of why I wanted to do this podcast episode was that, as many of you know, I've talked about this on the podcast episode, I work full-time as a dietitian and I work with people that are pretty sick that have these significant health things that are happening to them. And, you know, it's my job to kind of try to educate them to be able to make these positive changes so that they can have better quality of life possibly a reversal of whatever is going on. Recently, I met with a patient who had a long-standing illness complicated by an acute hospitalization that really hindered her, unable to do a lot of the things that she needed to do. And what that ended up doing was it got to this point that I think she felt so bad about herself and that these things had happened to her, which is totally normal, that it was hindering her from doing the very things that she needed to do to get to a place that she could make the health changes so that she could see some kind of progress or improvement over time. But because she was in this place that she basically felt like she was really mourning mourning the, her previous life before she had gotten hospitalized where her de- diseases had progressed to where they were and really didn't feel like that she needed any help, that she thought that she could do all of this on her own. Kind of talking her through it and kind of her getting to this place or really not getting to this place that she didn't need any help, that she would be able to do what she wanted and that she didn't want to follow any of the diet restrictions that she really needed to follow in order for her to feel better in order to possibly get to a place that everything was much more manageable. And a lot of what like her inability to to acknowledge that she had gone through so much and didn't feel like she needed anybody to talk to about it, I suspect there was a bigger relationship of how she perceived herself and now how that was different. And so she was really struggling, but like unable or unwilling to at that particular time really to do anything about that. And as a consequence of that, anything that I was saying to her in terms of making any dietary changes, that would ultimately make things better for her in terms of quality of life and possibly improvement of the diseases that she was managing, it just made it really hard for her. She didn't want to do any of that. And so ultimately she would be in a place that nothing is probably going to get better and everything is probably going to get worse for a little bit until she has that acknowledgement. And so I tell that story because I think that we're all a little bit like this woman that I mentioned. I know that I've been like that in the past where I would 
I'll have many years that I would say all these things to myself or that I would perceive myself in a way that I had to perceive myself in order to preserve who I thought that I was and to preserve the relationship that I had with myself. I also think that for that woman and for myself and perhaps you too, I was just kind of hanging on through a time that was really difficult and maybe I wasn't ready and she probably isn't ready to do the very things that make her feel better because it is very uncomfortable and you know how to manage that discomfort, right? You get to a point that you get to be uncomfortable and then the, and then the weeks go by and then somehow you're able to manage that discomfort a little bit more. And so even though, sure, you know that something would be better and making a change would be better, that idea or that particular discomfort you can manage because you've been managing it and maybe it doesn't feel like it's as bad as it was at the beginning and it might even feel like it's doable. I remember early on when I was doing therapy, my therapist would say, okay, are you ready to change these things right now? And I'd be like, nope, not even going there. And so that's what I want to talk about today is this idea of this relationship that we have with ourselves is it impacts positively or negatively the decisions, all the decisions that we make when it comes to our health, wellness, and self-care goals. And yet I think that for so many of us, it's hard to even acknowledge what it is and how we I think it's hard to acknowledge how we feel about ourselves and what the relationship that we have with ourselves is. We spend lots of time on social media or my favorite is to go down a rabbit hole on Netflix, or perhaps we just do other things and we distract ourselves from really getting to that. And so we try to do these health goals that we set because remember on here, we're always talking about like different things and taking a small step every day. But when you're in a place that you're not feeling that great about yourself or your relationship with yourself isn't that great, even though you know all these things, it's going to be very hard to take action because of the underlying beliefs that you have. One thing in particular, I think how this really plays out, this relationship with yourself and how it impacts your health, wellness, and self-care goals is like the first story that I described with this woman needing to make health changes, but really going to be unable to do that for a while, I suspect, because she's just in a place where she's struggling and she is unwilling to accept any help or any any help, whether it comes from me or a therapist or a medication or anything that could help her get through that. She's just not there yet. But another way how this presents itself in a simpler way that may, might not be as complex as that woman is weight loss, right? So I know, and we've talked about this on this show, that many of you know what to do to lose weight, but you have this like ongoing struggle with trying to gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, whatever it is that is happening. And it's this vicious cycle. I don't think that the weight loss is really a knowledge issue. I think for most people, it's a complex issue of things like your biology and emotions and feelings and relationships that you have with yourself and the relationship that you have with others. Have I seen people once you give them something and they learn it, they do it? Sure. I've seen that a million times too. But I think with weight loss, it's very oversimplified why we want to have it, why we don't achieve it. It's just like eat less. Everything will be better. But 
again, I think it's a very oversimplified version of something that's much bigger. And I suspect the relationship that you have with yourself and the things that you tell yourself and the emotions that you feel all plays into that. I say that from the perspective of with my own weight, I was always able to manage it by exercising, right? I could eat whatever I wanted and then I could exercise it off because I was doing something with all that nervous energy that I had. And then after I had my child and I was unable to do all of that exercising, it got to a place that my relationship with myself wasn't in a place that was that great. And then I didn't have any outlet to do any of the things that would help me normally manage it. And so perhaps that's something that you're struggling with is just this idea of you have this these things that you tell yourself that probably aren't even true. You probably, maybe you don't even know today what the relationship that you have with yourself is. Maybe you've never sat quiet enough or slowed down enough or been silent enough to really take in how you feel about yourself. So I want to have you just kind of explore that a little bit today. I want you to start thinking about the way that you speak to yourself. And this probably isn't speaking to yourself out loud. This is going to be that like inner dialogue that you have with yourself when something goes wrong or something goes right. It's that whole like, I can't believe I did that. I'm so stupid. Or are you somebody that's like, yeah, I'm rocking it. Either way, it's important to kind of know where you shake out so that you can figure out how to change that if it in fact needs to be changed and if you're in a place that you're in want to make that change. And I want you to think about like all of that negative chatter. Would you would you say those things to other people? Would you say those things to your friends, all those things that you're saying to yourself? Or no, right? You know, I think for so many of us, we have this loop that goes on in our brain that we are not even aware of and that we are just telling ourselves this negative stuff over and over and over and over again. And it becomes this like recording for our life. And it comes like as a recording to these negative thoughts that ultimately impact what it is we're trying to achieve when it comes to our our health, wellness, and self-care goals. And again, these things that we tell ourselves, maybe it's something that you grew up thinking about yourself that isn't even true anymore, but you've been carrying it around for so long that you don't even know anything different. And perhaps you don't even know that you're doing it because it's it's just so constant and it's so persistent and it's so evasive in your life. And you've just been carrying it around for years that you don't even acknowledge it. When I talk about these things, when it comes to our relationship with our food and our relationship with ourselves, I talk about it in the context of my, not as a mental health professional, because certainly this is not in my wheelhouse, but it's really to give the bigger picture of how what we think and say and do about ourselves really seems to impact many of us in the decisions that we make. I've counseled many patients with diseases, with something with their weight, whether it's underweight or overweight. I've had my own weight loss struggles. And I found that 
a lot of these things are based on these feelings and desires and emotions and this relationship that we have with ourselves and the relationship we have with others. And this really, this like idea of this relationship with yourself is really the foundation of creating these health changes that you want to achieve. Because if you're not in a place that you can even acknowledge what is happening or how you feel about yourself, or that you can take the space even like five seconds of a day to acknowledge what you're doing, it's going to be very hard to really stick with these behavior changes over time. And so what the heck do you do about that, right? What do you do? We, maybe you've been thinking about this and you're like, yeah, 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 I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Again, I am not a mental health professional. So I what I would say to you is that I can give you some really quick strategies of what I'm going to do right now, but certainly here knowing that a mental health professional is going to be somebody who will help challenge that inner critic or the negative thoughts that you're telling yourself that you may not even know that you're telling yourself. And it could be somebody that can help challenge that inner dialogue that you may have and that may present itself in times of being scared or feeling like you're not enough or not feeling like you're worthy. By the way, my own inner chat comes out too when I'm really, when I'm happy too. So some of the things that I have used to employ have been working with a therapist because you can do these things. There's some things that you can probably do every day that you can do on your own. But if you're in this place that you are so far removed from the relationship that you have with yourself, you may need some prompting from a mental health professional to get you there. I know many years ago when I worked with my first therapist, I was so in survival mode that I would just put everything, I would just kind of like put it in my, just kind of store it away and not do anything about it and just keep going, 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 going. And that's how I survived for many years. And you know, it's very easy for me to get back into that place. So perhaps that's someone like you. Well, it might be very hard for you to tap into how you feel about yourself if you don't have somebody helping you and supporting you along that way. And that's a bigger relationship that you may need to have with somebody that you can trust and that you can really kind of dig into that. Okay. So that's my first caveat, like what, and what we're doing here. Now, so we'll talk about some of the things that you can do every day just to kind of start that ball rolling to get to a place that you can acknowledge and start thinking about or even taking some action in how to improve that relationship what you have with yourself. First thing, besides seeking the help of a mental health professional if you need it, would be to note that anything when it comes to health, wellness, and self-care a lot of these changes aren't going to just magically happen. I know we all want that to happen, and but it doesn't. It usually requires some kind of acknowledgement of where you are right now in order for you to take a step forward in the direction of change. And so knowing that it will require you to take some action, and that action could be something as as small as you know, listening to this podcast and thinking, get the wheels rolling of like, okay, how do I think about myself? Or it could be something as big as reaching out to somebody for help. But it's just knowing that it's not going to magically happen. You may need to take, and you will probably need to take some step 
in the direction of uncomfortableness in order for this change to happen. And being uncomfortable, by the way, is part of growth and it's part of life and it's part of any change that is going to get you in a direction of the life that you want. It's not going to feel good. It's probably going to be very uncomfortable. But knowing that certainly that is part of the process and that it's totally normal and it's just there's no way around that. The next thing I would say for you to do is to spend some time with yourself every day doing something for you. So perhaps right now it might be really hard for you to get quiet or to stop logging off of social media. So maybe something for you is just that you could just get off your phone for two minutes and just be with yourself. Maybe that's kind of where you start. Just that you're doing something for you every day. That could also be like journaling or taking a walk. That's a really great way. Taking a walk in in silence just so that you can have a little bit of time that you can process whatever it is you're feeling and that you can start tapping into that. So again, first thing is knowing that it might be a little, it will be uncomfortable. Knowing the second thing, knowing that it probably requires you to have some kind of silence every day to acknowledge how you feel about yourself and checking in with yourself. I think that's a really big one is that I would say that probably this would be the third thing I would say is to check in with yourself every day and really figure out how you feel. And this might happen during this like two minutes of silence or whatever it is that you're doing, but just check in with yourself and figuring out how you feel. I think that goes a really long way and is really underutilized to check in and just be like, okay, Trish, how are you feeling today? Or do do you feel anxious? Do you feel tired? What is it that you're feeling? Because so many of these things, especially when it comes to the way we eat or the health changes that we do, it's a reflection of those, right? So you may be feeling really anxious or you might be feeling really happy or you might be feeling really tired. And then that's going to impact some of the decisions that you're going to make during the day. It's going to be very hard for you to be all in on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve that goal that day or whatever goal you've achieved if you're really tired. And so by checking in with yourself, you kind of get an idea of what you're capable of today and that you can forgive yourself if you're if you don't do the thing that you wanted because you didn't get enough sleep because there's an underlying issue there, right? So instead of carrying around like I can't believe I didn't do what I wanted to do, you can forgive yourself and move forward because you didn't get enough sleep. Or perhaps you're somebody who is is really dealing with some angst and you've had a bad day. Well, acknowledging that and accepting that, I think that's the bigger piece is going to maybe prevent you from sitting on the couch all night watching Netflix for hours, or perhaps that will prevent you from going in the kitchen and eating a million things that you're not even hungry for because you're trying to calm those feelings. So doing that check-in with yourself every day and acknowledging how you feel is going to have some kind of impact when it comes to some acknowledgement of your actual feelings and then ultimately the decisions that you make surrounding those feelings that you have. Another thing that I would say would be to forgive yourself for whatever comes your way and move on. Self-acceptance is something that's really big and I think is really hard to do. 
I hope to have someone, and I will have somebody on this podcast soon to talk about self-acceptance because I think this has so many layers and it's so very important when it comes to the health goals that we set for ourselves. This could be self-acceptance, self-compassion, but forgiving ourselves and, and moving forward is key here when it comes to loving ourselves and to creating that relationship that we want with ourselves. If we're constantly carrying around this idea that like, I'm so dumb, I can't believe I did that, why did I do that? And that's the loop that's in your brain. It's going to be very hard for you to be like, okay, great, let me just make these really great health changes and do all the things I want to do. Because you're going to probably be stuck in that cycle of punishing yourself, punishing yourself, punishing yourself, failure punishment. And then how do you get out of that cycle, right? And so forgiving yourself is probably a way around it, but I think it's probably very hard to do and it probably just won't happen overnight. You're probably going to need some help, support to do that. Or just picking a day and being silent with yourself and having that conversation with yourself about what's going on will probably be a way that you can get to a place that you can decide to forgive yourselves. Again, all of these things that we've talked about here, this idea of knowing that it won't happen magically, spending time with yourself every single day doing something for you, acknowledging something that you love about yourself every single day. That might be something that we can do here too, but that I think that might be a little harder at the beginning. Checking in with yourself every day and figuring out how you feel or even doing it at a time when you feel like you're really struggling. Maybe that's when you really check in like, okay, what is really going on and trying to kind of decipher that. Maybe talking to somebody about it and getting it out of your head, maybe writing it down, whatever it is that's your process will really help kind of see where you are right now so that you can continue to make steps in the positive direction instead of going in that shame cycle that I think a lot of us do. And then forgiving yourself for whatever failure comes your way and moving on and having self-acceptance that we'll, again, continue to talk about are all these different ways that we can work on improving our relationship that we have with ourselves and then thereby improving our relationship that we have with our health and our wellness and our self-care goals. And acknowledging that these are all really simple steps to get you started. I say simple, but I don't actually think they're simple. I think they can be hard, but I think it's a more simplistic overview of of some of the steps that we can take. And knowing that, you know, certainly seeking the help of a mental health professional as you need it, especially if you're dealing with some really big stuff is helpful and will support you so you don't feel like you have to do it alone. So that's all I have for today. Just kind of getting you to a place that knowing that this idea of making health changes, it can be uncomfortable, but it's just this idea of taking a step forward no matter how small and being consistent with that. So the more consistent you are with checking in with yourself, the more consistent you're going to be a little bit more aware of what your feelings are And the more consistent you're probably going to be able to be when it comes to making the health changes that you so desire. And knowing that all it takes is being 1% better each day. It's not having this huge change um, that happens really fast for most people when they're going through the process of change. It usually happens so subtly and over 
a period of time that you don't even notice the changes that you've had until like maybe six months in or a year in or a couple years in and all of a sudden you look back at what you were doing previously and you're like, oh my gosh, I made such a big change, but you probably didn't even notice it along the way. And so that's what will probably happen when it comes to your health, wellness, and self-care goals too. So I appreciate you guys all for listening. My God, my voice is breaking up. I appreciate you all listening today. And I would love you to share this episode with anybody who you feel would benefit from this because the goal of this podcast is to empower women to take action and to feel normal and that all the things that you're going through are completely, that's part of the process. And so if you feel like someone needs this message today, I would be very grateful for you to share it. As always, I'll see you guys back here next week, and I want to emphasize for you to be kind to yourself. If what I said today in this podcast resonated with you, I would appreciate you sharing that with another woman like you who may need to hear this message. Together, we can expand this mission of this podcast, which is to promote health, wellness, and self-care with women and to normalize all the feelings that you have when it comes to making those changes. So have a great week. Be kind to yourself and I will see you back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.